Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray and I talk all about NXT from last night and how they hit the reset button after what took place Saturday at NXT TakeOver. Also, we talk a little AEW, which is taking place tonight, AEW Dynamite on TNT. And to talk all about that and my taste in pizza, the one and only Lance Archer joins us right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Now you have to rebuild without your champion, Karrion Cross. And your biggest baby face, and I, like you talk about emotion, the one that had the crowd emotionally in Keith Lee, and that started last night on NXT. With the character that has been built so far from day one with Carrying Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux, do you feel like those two human beings would just turn over a championship? No, uh, that what what happened last night, and I and and listen, you could fire back at me with the verbiage carrying cross used about as, you know, as far as like he's he'll you know that that he feels no pain and everything else. Forget about that. That was that's a baby face move. That's 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 baby face one oh one. You know, you get injured. We saw it with Finn Balor. We saw it with Daniel Bryan. You know what? I can't fight. I can't do this. I'm not worthy to hold this championship right now. I can't give 100%, so I'm going to relinquish this title. A heel is not going to go into the center of a ring at the start of a show and give up a championship title. You would have to tear that championship title out of his hands. That was a baby face move to start NXT last night. So when I'm watching it, I'm like, man, they could have went in so many different directions with this. That would have been some good storytelling that would have fit their character that they still could have gotten the championship away from cross. They still could have mentioned the uh, promoted the four way for next week. I just took, I just think they took a very, typical wrestling way out of this it's very easy to do as a matter of fact you asked me this last week you asked me what or maybe you asked me on monday or whenever you asked me like what are they going to do i said oh, they'll probably just have them relinquish the title and have a tournament or something like that yes yeah, exactly ha- what you said there you go so they're not having a tournament i like this much better the four-way yes. match I, I think it'll be great um but man, just to see Karrion Cross and Scarlet there going, yeah, okay, I'll relinquish the title and blah, 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 but don't forget, I'll be back, TikTok, I'm going to kill everybody. Yeah, 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 yada, yada. Man, that felt flat to me. 
If I had the pencil in my hand, I would have thread a story throughout the whole show. I would have had Regal come out there expecting to be handed the belt back and Cross and Scarlett telling them, no, we're not giving it back to you. I won this championship. Dislocated shoulder or not, I'm holding on to this championship. There's no way you get this championship out of my hands. This championship belongs to Karrion Cross. The first day I showed up here, I told you I would win this championship, and I did. My shoulder will heal. I'll be better, and I'll be back in this ring. That sounds like something Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bardot would do. And then Regal has to look at them in his very gentlemanly, general manager way and say, Karrion, okay, if you're not going to relinquish it, I'm just letting you know this. The day you do come back from your shoulder injury, if you don't relinquish that championship, you'll never get another shot at that championship. And Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bardot just walk away with the championship. And Regal said, before they get through the curtain, Regal tells them, if I don't have your answer by the end of the night, I'll take that as a no. And the day you step back foot in NXT ring, you will never, ever wrestle for that championship again. In the middle of the show, somebody goes into Regal's office and says, Mr. Regal, we have a note for you. And the note says, or we find out that the note says that Regal has been invited out in the back of Full Sail at, you know, in an hour Come alone. The championship will be waiting for you. And at the end of the show, we see William Regal walk outside very tentatively. And there in the middle of a parking lot, all by itself on the ground, is the NXT championship. Now, we've seen them do some special effects type stuff with the fire already. We know we're, we're, we're made to think this Game of Thrones-esque character that Scarlet might portray and she can kiss something and blow fire and all this stuff. They've gone down that road already. So now as Regal is tentatively walking towards the championship, you see him looking around, you see him looking around, and just as he's about to bend down and pick up the championship, you hear a voice in the background going, Mr. Regal, no, don't! And you go off the air. That's a cliffhanger, man. We don't know what happened to William Regal. We don't know what happened to the belt. I would personally push everybody to .com or to social media. I would have blown the belt up. And, 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 and Karrion Cross could have said, you got your belt back. I didn't give it back to you in all in one piece. Now maybe show me a new now maybe show me a new NXT belt when they come out for this four-way. Because if we're hitting this giant reset button, maybe give me a new belt. Or maybe you don't have to destroy the belt. What I'm saying is, give me some story within the show. I, I bully, I mean, you're 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 coming up with something that I, I think I like. There's some threads there that I think you could really build on and make a story, make a cliffhanger. Like like you said, the bell could be burning, you could have the hourglass behind. There's so many things that you could do that would fit into the character of Carrying Cross and Scarlet. What you don't want to do is have him come in, his arm in a sling, holding that championship belt and relinquishing that belt, saying, I can't defend it because I did it. And I know thousands of people who were watching that show did it as well. They went to social media and they're like, wow, what a bummer. I mean, this guy worked his ass off to get to where he was, gets the opportunity, wins the title, and now has to give it up because of the injury. I saw a thousand of those tweets last night while watching NXT. 
sympathy. I feel bad for him. Man, he worked so hard to get there, and now he has to drop the title. He's like, <laughs> look at what just happened. You cared about him. You cared about Karrion Cross last night in a way you shouldn't be caring about him. Because you he's supposed to be the sympathy. biggest heel in the company. <laughs> yep. You shouldn't feel sympathy for Karrion. You're like, oh, man, this poor guy, he fought his ass off. He beat Keith Lee. He said he was going to win the championship. He wins the championship, and now he busts out his shoulder. Oh, man, poor Karrion Cross. What, what, what? I like you. You're not supposed to like the fucking guy. <laughs> But, but Bully, I'm dead on here, right? I mean, yes! you saw the tweets, too. That's exactly what everybody was saying last night on NXT when they're watching it. Oh, my God. Jeez. Imagine that. It's so bittersweet. He wins the title, separates the show. Triple H in the conference call after TakeOver said the same thing. This guy worked his ass off. Man, he finally gets the moment, wins the title, and now he's got that shoulder injury. Hopefully it's not so bad. Turns out it's bad. Now everybody feels bad. Everybody feels, again, the word sympathy for a guy who's the biggest heel in your company. <laughs> Makes no sense. You know, one, one of my favorite things about wrestling back in the day with a Monday Night Raw, whatever show, was the thread. Something happens in the beginning of the show you thread it through the middle, you pay it off in the end. I think that they could have did that with Karrion Cross, Scarlett Bardo, and Regal last night. And nothing bad even would have had to have happened. Just go off the show with a cliffhanger. Just like soap operas have been doing every day for 40 years. How does the Young and the Restless or General Hospital or any of these other soap operas keep you tuned in five days a week for 30, 40 years? Because every night... Every day they go off with a little bit of a cliffhanger that makes you go, oh, my God, I got to watch tomorrow. I got to watch tomorrow. When I was a kid, my grandmother used to watch The Young and the Restless. Young and the Restless. I would never watch a soap opera as a kid. I watched one episode with her, and I'll be damned if for the next two years I wasn't watching The Young and the Restless because they got me invested in a story. Last night you could have had me invested throughout the whole time, and at the end something could have happened to William Regal what that thing is, I don't know, but I'll be damned if I don't go to social media or tune in next week to see exactly what happened. Every moment. LeBron backwards to KCP, right back to LeBron. Bounce pass Anthony Davis, slam dunk. A perfect pass from LeBron to AD. Every series. LeBron has, has reserved that mindset that he's not going to win a title if Anthony Davis is not playing at a high level. We're talking about Lakers, Trailblazers, and all the 2020 NBA playoff series every morning on Sirius XM NBA Radio, Sirius 207, XM 86, and however you stream in the house. You have the four-way Iron Man match. Gargano, Finn Balor, Champa, and Cole. It's next week. Okay, it's next week on TV. So when you talk about emotional investment, because, you know, you're all about emotional investment. That's what pro wrestling's all about is the emotional investment. What has you emotionally invested in that match last night to see who's going to be the next NXT champion? What had me emotionally invested in the yeah, match what last has night? You, like, who, who has your emotional investment? You mentioned Finn Balor. Finn Balor. That's it. He's the one that caught my eye and ears the most. Yes. Because when you look at it, I'm guessing from watching last night, Champa's a heel. Adam Cole is still a heel. 
Gargano is clearly a heel. So I guess the only I guess the only pseudo babyface that's involved in this match is is Finn Balor, I think, right? All all four of them cut good promos. Finn Balor's is the only one that moved me. Now, now I'm not saying that because he moved me, he should have moved you or anybody else. Because beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and you like a certain song I might not like, you might, might like a promo I don't like. I'm saying that last night when I'm watching NXT, so what I do is I'm in my office, I have NXT on, I'm watching, I'm listening. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll do something else. When Finn Balor started to talk, bang, my eyes are immediately on the TV. He hooked me right there. None of the other guys hooked me the way Finn Balor did. Did that mean those other guys did a bad job? No, they all did a good job. Finn Balor did a very good job in my eyes and ears. Totally get it. I, I totally agree with you. I thought Finn Balor definitely was fantastic last night. 877-344-4893. 877-FIGHT93. Bully, speaking of emotional investment, that's exactly what Angel in Puerto Rico wants to talk about. Angel, who had you emotionally invested last night? What's up, guys? So, I'm an AEW diehard. I don't know if you remember, I called last week saying I didn't see NXT, but I DVR'd it. So, last night, I didn't see NXT. So, I'm purely going based off what you guys said, but I am 100% emotionally invested in Adam Cole and always have been, even though I don't see the product. Well, I mean, well, Angel, hold on a second. How are you emotionally invested in Adam Cole if you don't watch NXT? Because I'm always uh, still, like, up to date and still see, like, glimpses of what he does in NXT. Not what uh, everyone does, if I got to be honest. All right. Well, Angel, hold on. I don't know what you're doing. But um, I, that's it's hard for me to buy into somebody saying now Angel said he's a die diehard AEW fan. He DVR'd NXT last week, watched it, liked it, but didn't watch NXT last night. But he's emotionally invested in Adam Cole, but doesn't watch the NXT product. I don't know how can, I don't know how you could be emotionally invested in a wrestler when you don't watch them week to week. Uh, maybe he follows Adam Cole on social media and watches his stuff on YouTube. I, I have no idea. I, I could not uh, correlate those two. I'm emotionally invested in Adam Cole, but I don't watch NXT. Well, he must be watching Adam Cole someplace else to get emotionally invested in him. Well, he, he mentioned he mentioned like what we talk about here on Busted Open, but like, I'm sorry, but I mean, I don't think that's the emotional investment that people want to that people are interested in or people want to talk about, Angel. Let's go out to Malik in Florida. Malik, what did you think of NXT last night? Hey, good morning, guys. Um, So, you know, emotionally invested, I think when we use it in those terms, it's a it's a strong word, you know, Um. Because we want to see everybody do well, um, whatever whatever show that we're watching. But when you say, "All right, well, Malik, Malik, pause, pause right there," because what you just said is extremely interesting to me. When it comes to emotional investment, we all want to see everyone do well on every show. What? 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 What does that mean? Like, 
This is storytelling. You're supposed to be invested in the characters that are being portrayed on your TV screen. Obviously, as an industry, we want every show to do well. We want everyone to prosper. I get all that. But when it comes to emotional investment of the show, like the answer can't be I want everyone to do well on every show. I'm sorry. But emotional investment, I'm talking about emotional I, I I agree with you, Dave. I was just because the, the last caller, like you said, I, how can you be emotionally invested if you're not watching the program? You know, every, uh, you know, week in and week out, see, seeing seeing that superstar. But you say you're emotionally invested. So I was like, I don't think everyone is is, is emotionally invested as they say they are, and that's why I said it's okay. such a strong word. Because when you say you're emotionally invested, you got to mean that shit. That means you're watching the product. You're 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 watching that particular uh, superstar wrestler, and you are emotionally invested. You tune in to see what they're going to say, what they're going to do, and what's going to happen next. So for me, I was emotionally invested in in Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. I, I had never even heard of this guy Karrion Cross until he he showed up in NXT. I don't I don't know about his backstory or where he came from, but. To me, when he showed up, it, it reminded me of when Sheamus uh, first burst on the scene and his fast rise to the world heavyweight title. And I saw Karrion Cross going in that same direction. I was like, this guy's legit. I could buy into this. I'm, I'm, I'm invested in this. And then I was invested in Keith Lee, homegrown, started from the bottom, and now he's here. I was invested in that. And then just like that, it was all taken away from me. So, um, you know... I was really emotionally invested. I wanted to see what was going to happen next. So now I have to shift my emotional, uh, my emotional support for, for, and I support everybody, but you know, there's, there's particular people who, who catch my eye, like, like Dakota Kai and, and Rhea Ripley. Those are the superstars who I'm emotionally invested in right now. And as far as this, uh, this fatal four way match, you know, I, I have to, I'm not really emotionally invested in any particular superstar in there right now, but I wouldn't mind seeing a Finn Balor with the strap. I wouldn't mind seeing Champa. Those are those are my picks, but I got to kind of start over with my emotional investment. And thank you guys for the time, man. You got it, Malik. And and I think that's the biggest thing. I think Malik is dead on. Is now you got to start. It's like it's like again the reset. You now have to restart your emotional investment. Hey. The WWE gave you Karrion Cross. You're emotionally invested. Nothing you could do about that injury, though. We don't. We both don't like the way that it played out last night with him relinquishing that belt. It's almost like when he comes back, he's going to be a babyface because everybody has sympathy for him. When it comes to Keith Lee, that's all on the WWE because NXT got you emotionally invested in him, and then they took him away, and now it's going to be on a pay per view on Sunday at Payback against Randy Orton. So everything, that whole story they told you, isn't even being used on WWE programming on Monday Night Raw. Think about that. Did, did, they, did they even tell you the story before putting him in a pay-per-view match? Did they even tell you the story of who he is in all these weeks of emotional investment when you saw him on Monday Night Raw this past Monday, Bully? You know how you just talked about you would have liked to have seen a package on Cole and McAfee? Yeah. Now it makes sense with Keith Lee. 
That's what they should have showed you on Raw. They should have recapped all that. Now, did they? They showed you a video package of where obviously you saw him on NXT because that's the footage that they have. But they didn't have Keith Lee telling you the story of what he just went through on NXT. A vignette? Of what I just went through in NXT, then a lower third of coming up next, Keith Lee, then Keith Lee in the ring moving forward. That would have been some good storytelling right there. Just my opinion. Well, Bully, and we talked about this on Monday, the Keith Lee that you did see. Now, you saw the wrestling in the video. I saw Keith Lee day one NXT on Monday Night Raw. Yes. I, I saw them hit reset. Because what they built with Keith Lee is they gave him a character. They gave him a personality. They gave you somebody that you got emotionally invested in. I'm sorry. The Keith Lee we saw on Monday had no soul. It was programmed lines that he said into a microphone. That's the guy that me, you, and Mark Henry all talked about on this show. Like, damn, we need, we need some more stuff, man. We need some bass in your voice. We, we, we need something. And and we got we uh, and we got it, we got it before that NXT takeover match with Karrion Cross. We got it. So now we're like, all right, now we have the Karrion Cross. I mean, you know, the the, the Keith, you know, the Keith Lee that we've wanted against Karrion Cross. Well, now, like you said, now we have Keith Lee day one on Monday Night Raw. It's like, dude, you talk about hitting the reset button. They hit the reset button. And not only that, the things, the other things, the little side things that you like, like his gear and the music, we're taking that away too. We're taking every, we're stripping him down. And it's now day one with Keith Lee on Monday Night Raw. And I don't believe that Keith Lee day one can stand up to Randy Orton. No. Or hang with Randy Orton. Now, you give me Keith Lee, who I've seen the past couple of weeks. Yep, I'm on board. Keith Lee day one and Randy Orton, no way. Now, here's the danger. You almost have to have Keith Lee beat Randy Orton on Sunday. Why? He's already been in the ring with Randy Orton. He was in the ring with him on Monday. You took everything away from Keith Lee. Now, if he loses to Randy Orton, now you can make the case. Hey, Randy Orton's first ballot Hall of Famer. Yo, Dave, you said he's one of the top 10 greats. He's amazing. There should be no shame in losing to Randy Orton. But when you take everything else away and you take away the emotional investment and then you feed him to Randy Orton week one of his debut, I'm sorry. You're t- you, you strip him of everything and then you have him lose? Where do you go from there with Keith Lee? Listen, stranger things have happened on the main roster. If, if I'm looking, there's still legs with Orton and Edge on the horizon. I don't know where Edge is at with his rehab. There's gotta be some more to Keith Lee and Randy Orton than just one match. If Keith Lee was able to catch a quick one the same way Drew McIntyre did, do you think it hurts Randy Orton? Nothing no. really hurts Randy Orton. But seeing Randy Orton losing on two Sundays back to back to quick ones, eh, I don't know about it. Keith Lee beating Randy Orton strong? Well, it's an interesting way to look at it. 
If you tell the story the right way, could it be done? Sure. And you'd make Keith Lee look like a credible monster overnight. But is the story... The WWE goes out of their way to protect people. Do they give Keith Lee a win, but protect the hell out of Randy, which takes away from the credibility of the win? You don't feel like they can beat Keith Lee straight out. Is there anything to Keith Lee and Randy Orton? In the WWE's mind, Keith Lee being in the ring with Randy Orton is so much of a rub, it might as well be a victory even if he loses. But then, then why have the match on Sunday? You already had the match on Monday. It you was, had the match they, on they Monday. They didn't finish the match. The match was interrupted. We got five minutes. Bully, the story is not Randy Orton and Keith Lee. It's Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. We just saw a masterpiece between Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. That story's I mean, over. I have a feeling that story is just... No, I'm sorry. My, my, I take that all back. That story is not over because that's right. Randy did kick him in the head a bunch of times. So the, the the story is still there. So let me let me take Edge is still, gonna, is still eventually going to be on the back burner, but yes. maybe it is a returning Drew McIntyre on Sunday that distracts Randy Orton that leads to a Keith Lee victory. And you know what? To me, in a lot of ways, Keith Lee is kind of filler. It's kind of filler here. Because the backstory you said is Edge, right now after what we saw on Sunday and especially Monday with the punt in the head and the fact that Drew McIntyre is your WWE champion, that's the real story with Randy Orton. I almost feel like they're using Keith Lee as filler here. Nobody, that's a horrible way. If you're feeling like that about Keith Lee right now, that's not a good place for Keith Lee to be in. Um, I hope you're wrong. When it's time to go to the track. To the track. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio's got you covered. Here we go. Tune in to Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Or listen on the phone when you get out of the car with the Sirius XM app. We're back on the track. Saturday. At 6 p.m. Eastern. With NASCAR Cup Series Racing. Everything's happening so fast. It's the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Live from Daytona International Speedway. On Sirius XM. On Sirius Sirius XM. NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Very, very, very well done. (laughs) When it comes to emotional investment, Dave... What wrestlers got you emotionally invested in them with wrestling moves? Yeah, I, I, you know what? The only one I can really think in history that got me emotionally invested because of his, like, finishing move, or, you know, Superfly Snooker, somebody that wasn't, like, great on the microphone, but that Superfly Leap was so cool and so inventive for its time. I kind of got into Superfly Snooker because of that Superfly Leap. Man, that's a great freaking answer. What a great answer, because as you're saying it, I'm like, oh, my God, he's so right. But when it comes to emotional investment, a lot of guys don't get you emotionally invested with moves. Remember, if you if you think you're emotionally invested in somebody, you're probably responding to the move and not the person. Emotional investment is all about the person. So emotional investment normally comes on the microphone. And that's where I want to see more of in NXT. I want to see more of these guys and gals speaking from the heart. And they have something there at NXT. They have a weapon there that I think is underutilized when it comes to tapping into the emotions of wrestlers. And that weapon is Jeremy Borash. 
I think Borash does a phenomenal job of putting together these packages. The stuff that he is, has been doing with Io Shirai and the packages they've been doing with her, off the charts. The stuff that Borash was behind when it came to Taker and uh, Taker and AJ Styles, the the uh, the the Boneyard match. That's all. That's Jer- all Jeremy Borash. Don't let don't let anybody else fool you. Don't let them smoke and mirror you. It's Jeremy Borash because Jeremy Borash was right by Matt Hardy's side during all of the final deletions, this deletion, yep. that deletion, your sister's ass deletion. So he, Jeremy is that he understands all of this newer stuff that gets guys and gals over. I wish they were tapping into him a little more when it comes to letting people talk. Like Jeremy is also a great interviewer. He knows how to pull stuff out of people. He asks the right questions. He's a great setter. Like I think one of the th- one of the things that I always hear about uh, people who ever compliment me and you on the air. Like they always tell me, "Wow, LaGreca sets you up and you spike at home." And, and, you know, you ask a good question, I give a good answer, and it works away. Borash, I believe, is one of those people that can help tap into these people so I can get more emotionally invested in him. Look at what he's doing with EO. He's, get you, he's got you emotionally invested in EO Shirai because of the packages that he's putting together for her. Which yes are great. No? Which are great. And I, and I, love, I, I love the subtitles. Why not? Why not? I think it, I, I, because instead of just shouting out certain words or phrases or one-liners that might sound good on TV, what better way to get to the emotion of Io Shirai since she can't connect that verbally than using those subtitles? I mean, again, emotionally invested. Are you more, more emotionally invested of, because of Io Shirai because of her moves or what she does in the ring? No, because now you're actually hearing the story. I wish they would do that more with Asuka on the main roster. As- roster. Asuka's cool. Asuka's entertaining. But I wish I could tell more of her story. They could do that because she's great with the one-liners and the phrases and yelling and screaming at the top of her lungs. But if they truly had like a Jeremy Borash produced uh, segment on Monday Night Raw where you could get to the heart and the emotion of Asuka, that would really get her to the next level. Especially if they ever decided to tell Oscar's real story, which is about a gazillion times more interesting than what we've gotten from Sasha, not Sasha, from Oscar in the past year. We talk to the stars of the NFL on the 2020 Training Camp Tour. The newest Tampa Bay Buccaneer, the starting quarterback, Tom Brady. So what has your relationship with Bruce Arians been so far? It's been fun getting to know him, working with him. I'd say he's a very hard-nosed coach. No one's entitled to anything. Everyone's working their tail off. He has high expectations for what we're doing. He wants everyone to go out there and work hard and lay it out on the field. And he's helped me quite a bit here in this transition. Hear these interviews anytime on the SiriusXM app. The murder hawk himself, Lance Archer, who joins us right now. Lance, how What's are up? you this morning? I'm good, man. Getting ready for the day. Getting ready to kick some ass. Lance, I know you're ready to go. I know, I know you're ready to tear into the Greca. I've been waiting for two hours this morning for you to come on. I mean, we're going to talk AEW. We're going to talk a lot of AEW, but I just can't. I wish that you were in the same room as LaGreca right now so you could put pick him up and put his head through the ceiling like you did that kid a couple of weeks ago because I popped huge for that, and I would love to see you do that to Dave for his I think- ho- horrible takes on pizza. 
I think everybody would love to see it. And absolutely, if, if you don't like the pineapple on pizza, you just you're oh. just wrong, Dave. You're just wrong. Well, There's let's no, get into it. Else to say. Well, no, <laughs> no, you're gonna. You know what? I have a lot to say, Lance. So let me say it now. I said it last week, and this is what pisses me off because it's people like you, Lance, that change the rules and change the game. Pizza for centuries is just sauce, dough. And cheese. All right. It's the perfect combination. It's beautiful. There's so much chemistry between the three. So there's no reason to go off the grid and bring in, of all things, pineapple and then call a Hawaiian pizza because some idiot from Indiana that can't make good pizza to begin with is like, let me throw something else on it because we can't make a pizza worth the shit. So don't tell me about your Hawaiian pizza and your pineapple on the pizza. Pizza is fantastic the way it is sauce cheese and dough perfect combination it's perfect the way it is there's no reason to muck it up with ham and pineapple chunks and everything else but lance i know you wanted to come on the speaker case so sir the floor is yours well let me say this you you, you said you don't want to muck it up with ham and things like that do you like pepperoni pizza it's okay it's fine it's okay it's fine. See, that's what I'm saying. The more you add, the more the merry. That's how it works here. You add a little pineapple. You add a little jalapeno. You add a little spice. You add a little sweet. You add a little sultry. You add a little bit of everything. It's 2020, man. Catch up. That's it. Even ketchup. Dave <laughs> oh, lives in geez, the. Louise, would you shut up, bully? You live Catch in the up. dark ages. You live in the dark ages, Dave. <laughs> you're, you're you're a simpleton put something on if you like pepperoni if you'll say okay to pepperoni what's wrong with a little ham and pineapple oh no uh, there's wait, wait a second I, I can live with the pepperoni people have been doing it for decades you can have a little sausage on the pie a little meatball a little bit of meatball on the pie every once in a while you want to do that like once every couple of years i'm okay with it all right, but there's a whole that's a world of difference, bully, between pepperoni on a pizza and a ham and pineapple on a pizza. I hate pepperoni pizza, I hate it, gives me agita. I gotta take right. three Prilosex, so I can't stand the one pizza that you love. I didn't and say gonna, love, I said I love can deal with it. No, you honestly, Man. you honestly order a pizza, just go, I just want cheese pizza. When you don't know, Lance. No, Lance. You don't say, I just want cheese. No, you say, I want a pizza. You understand? Like, you go to the pizzeria. The name of the place is Pizza. Like, it's an Angelo's Pizza, Tony's Pizza. You know, you go in there, and you what do you just say? You don't say, oh, can I get a... No, you just say, I want a pizza. Can I get a large pie? That's it. You don't even have to... You just say pie. And most of the time a- now, they look at you, and you go, they you just go, you just want that plain? Yeah. I mean, there's a pizza behind me. I can walk in and do that and see what they say. First of all, don't even get me started by the pizza place you're in front of right now, okay? Oy, Sorry, yi, no yi. I, and one more thing. I, you know, it's far be it for me to say anything bad about Cody, but there's a there's a myth that's going on that Cody, okay. before AEW, did an indie show in New York City and bought mm. pizza for everybody in the locker room. And mm-hmm. bought a chain. I won't name the chain, but chain right. pizza. You're in New York City and you buy pizza from a chain restaurant in New York <laughs> City. What are you nuts? It's the same pizza that same person that would put pineapple on a pizza. By the way, here's here's another question: Dave. deep dish or New York style? 
When you say New York style, do you mean like good pizza? <laughs> I'll I like I'll go I'll go Chicago style deep dish every once in a while. I even like the thin crust. I'll go with the like we got a good place in Jersey, Nelly's Pizza, thin crust pizza. It's awesome. Oh, that's the worst. Thin crust is the worst, man. Why are you even? Tell, it's like tell putting him, Lance. sauce on cardboard. Tell them, Lance. That's horrible. He don't know. He don't know. I know. We're discussing that and finding out exactly how bad David Greg's tastes are. All right, Lance. Like, if you're going, I right, Friday night for me in the Lagreca house. Friday night's pizza night. That's when we go. We go get pizza. That's when and they I'm run the five ninety nine special. Uh, go go get me. sauce and dough. Yeah, I'm struggling finding it out here in the woods to find a good pizza place, but I digress. The Mama Mia's isn't bad. Um, again, Mama Mia's. Uh. But Lance, what do you you go if it's Friday night's pizza night? You're going to the pizza place to get a pizza. You know right. what do you get? Uh, I definitely get a pan pizza, pepperoni, extra pepperonis, some jalapenos, and you have to add the the pineapple every single time, man. <laughs> every time you add the pineapple. Every single time, man. It makes it sweet. Oh, get it! To, don't don't even do the that's a moray kiss with your fingers, please. Don't do that. Don't desecrate the great Italian. Oh, what are you talking about? Pineapple on a pizza. I will say this, pepperoni and jalapenos. I'd probably be in the bathroom for a couple hours. <laughs> That'd kill me. I didn't, say I, didn't, I didn't say I didn't regret it the next day, but I still love it the night I'm eating. God, but, but pineapple's like, it's cold. Pineapple. No, you cooked a pineapple on oh, the pizza, God. Dave. We've talked about this already. Have, you never, you, have I, you never had pineapple on the grill? Yeah, you burn the pineapple a little bit. Oh, and so pineapple's good for you. Yes. It's real good for you. If I'm firing oh. up the grill, I'm not grilling pineapple. Then you're missing out. That's what I'm Oh, talking. my God. Right right next to the ribs. You put them right next to the ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to get Mark Henry involved in this conversation, Lance. Lance, you know, I listen, Lance, I know you're an instigator. I know, like... You're somebody that yeah, I know this is a lie. This is just a lie. You're just trying to get under my skin. You really don't get pineapple on your pizza. You're just trying to get under. Absolute. My- Next time I'm taking uh, a picture and sending it to you. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, my God, please. Just don't do it on a Friday. I don't want it to ruin my pizza. All right, Lance. I get home, I get home on Friday. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to do it tomorrow just for you. Are you. Do you do Friday night pizza night? Do you do pizza night Friday night? Yeah, because I get home from TV and I can get fat. All right, good. I, 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 at least you do. You don't get fat. You never were fat. I know. I try though. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I mean, I gotta, I gotta admit, Lance. Just to change the subject, if we could, because I'm really You're starting hot, to sweat. Man? I'm getting hot, man. I'm, I'm seriously like getting aggravated, man. You know, because then, then, then people want. See, this is the problem with society. You're just not happy. <laughs> people just don't know how to be happy anymore. I want I more. I makes people happy. No, they don't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's just it's just masking the fact that you're you're upset and that you're angry at yourself. Putting pineapple on pizza is just a way of saying to other people that you're not happy with yourself. Because if you're okay. happy with yourself, the simple things is fine. There's nothing that's simple. The simple things in life should make you happy. <laughs> that that's wow. you know 
I'm simply going to put some pineapple on my pizza and enjoy every bite. Son of a bitch. All right, here we go. <laughs> here we go, Lance. As I said, AEW Dynamite tonight, Thursday night. Yep. By the way, great numbers for Saturday. Think about this for a second, Lance. AEW Dynamite. On every single Wednesday since you started in October, you're thrown on a Saturday, throws people off. Then you're, you got a six o'clock, six o'clock start. Doesn't start at six o'clock because NBA basketball goes over. So it starts at 630. So right. it gets preempted from the time it's supposed to start. Oh, yeah. Right. There's also another product on at almost exactly the same time, which is having their biggest biggest card in months and months and you pull a number like you did on Saturday. I mean, everybody at AEW has got to be ecstatic because you had no drop off in numbers from moving right. to a different night, different time going, having strong competition. Got to be happy with that number from this past Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think that's a test to the, the crew and the, the talent and everybody that's involved that helped just push and promote it because we never let our fans who are, who are absolutely dedicated to watching the product, which is awesome. Uh, we never let them know or not let them know that it was coming up, you know, even through the time that the, the game was running long and we weren't going on right at six o'clock. Everybody kept pushing it and promoting it and, and working together to let our fans know, hold on, it's coming, hold on, it's coming. So as soon as it came on and everybody was saying, all right, it's on, turn in, watch now. You know, our fans were right there with us, and it was awesome. Uh, Lance, I'm sure I know the answer to the question, but can you speak to uh, how you feel and how the rest of the locker room at AEW feels about having fans uh, – even if it's just 25% being allowed into Daly's place and uh, watching the events live. Uh, it, it's amazing and it's ecstatic and it's exciting and it's, it's nervous because it's been so long without the fans, you know, obviously, like you said, talking about the numbers and whatnot, they're there and they're watching at home. They're supporting AEW, but now we're actually going to have people that are there. Um, we've had an amazing crew of, of guys and girls that have been there, uh, you know, from the extra talent that have come in to, you know, the different guys and girls that have been around the ring that have just been a little bit of that noise, and a little bit of that sound, a little bit of that enjoyment of being in front of live people. But now we actually get our fan base back, you know, and it's at a 10% capacity, everything, you know, state and law regulations, everybody's going to be safe. It's going to be a really cool experience for every single person that's out there. Um, and it's just us and our attempt to move forward uh, in life. And I think this is going to be a really cool time. Now, Lance, going back to Saturday, the ending of that of that show on Saturday, mm -hmm. seeing mm -hmm. what Brody Lee did to Cody. Cody, you know, um, the face of AEW Dynamite for the most part, and then being the TNT champion. I mean, you talk about making a statement. Brody Lee made a statement on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's one of those things, you know, we got a lot of monsters now in AEW and uh, Brody got stepped up to that challenge and uh, put Cody in his place. And uh, it was a really cool time to watch AEW and see kind of what happened. You know, it wasn't me, but it was cool to see. Well, and that's going to be my follow-up question. It wasn't you. And me and right. Dave have talked over the past couple of weeks about why it hasn't been you. Um, you're definitely you're doing some great stuff with Jake with the vignettes and in the back. But um, what's your new direction? Where are you going? What do you have your sights set on? And what does, does AEW have their sights set on for you? 
you know, for me, it, it's always just a, it, taking your time, buying your time, doing what you can, when you can with what you've got, you know, and like you said, the things that we've had the opportunity to do with the backstage vignettes, throwing guys into ceilings, trash cans, lockers and everything I can find to put them in and through um, that itself has been fun for me. And it's just working our way back into the main spot. And when you ask, you know, what's my plan? My plan has always been the top of AEW. Um, you know, whether whoever the AEW champion is, whether that's John Moxley or MJF after this Saturday, uh, whether it was now it's Brody Lee is the TND champion, whatever and whoever is at the top, that's where we're gunning from. And that's, you know, it's one of those things where we're just we're taking our time. It's going to happen. Everybody needs to be patient. I appreciate the support out there. All the little martyr hawks are already and excited and want to see me kick some ass. I'm coming. We're going to kick some ass. And whoever's at top, they're not going to be ready. I promise you. I promise you. Let me ask you this. When you look at a kid like MJF who has gone out of his way to get John Moxley's finishing uh, move, the paradigm shift uh, basically wiped away or, you know, can't use it anymore. Do you look at MJF as a coward for trying to do that or smart for trying to do that? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, you, you, you look at MJF and you know what he says and you hear what he says and you know who he is and what he's about. Uh, he's obviously afraid. Otherwise, he wouldn't be trying so hard to get it uh, removed and banned. Uh, but it's also smart because I think he knows his limitations and he knows if John hits that on him, he has no chance. He's already been put in a neck brace. So if he goes into uh, Saturday and the paradigm shift is actually on the list of moves that he can possibly take, then he knows that, that that's it. So, yeah, it's smart, but it's smart because he's afraid. Well, speaking of being afraid... I have to think that there's a certain major superstar that's afraid of you, Lance, and that's Shaquille oh, O'Neal. That's everybody. That's everybody. Well, Shaquille yeah. for sure. Shaquille O'Neal, because Shaquille O'Neal, first of all, kudos to AEW because you grab somebody like Shaquille O'Neal and grabbed his attention that he mm -hmm. wants to be a part of AEW. So obviously a lot of credit and kudos to AEW to get that mainstream attention, to get a star like Shaq that is actually right. making a challenge, but he challenges Cody. And I get that Cody is the face of AEW, but if right. I'm Shaq, I want to go after the biggest badass on AEW. To me, the biggest badass in AEW is Lance Archer. So, I mean, for me looking at it, I would think that Shaq is maybe a little bit of afraid of Lance Archer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like you said, Cody's the face of AEW, and so he wants to be in that picture with the, the face of AEW, and that is Cody. And, and who knows what Cody's condition is right now. Uh, you'll mm -hmm. find out tonight on the show. Um, but that's where Shaq thinks he wants to go. And it's cool. It, look different directions, Shaq. Don't pay attention to the biggest, baddest SOB on the car, because if you're not paying attention. I'm going to kick you in the back of the knee and then take your face off your head. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Period. And he's, he's not that far from the ceiling, so I don't have to throw him that far up. He might actually just hit it himself. You know what? It would be really interesting to see you and him go at it. And, and he's, <laughs> mixed, he's mixed it up before. Oh, yeah. And he's a big-ass son of a bitch. Sorry, sorry for the language. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can say whatever you want. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 
But it, but it's got to feel good, though, that you are getting that kind of attention. I always say it when we speak to somebody from AEW. This is a show that's only been around since October. It wasn't that long ago, Lance, that you made your debut with AEW. And to be right. able to get the ratings that AEW has been able to do. Uh, right. Listen, I'm sure it's helped, too, with all the commercials during the NBA playoffs that we've been able to see oh, absolutely. You know, over the last couple of weeks. And to get somebody like a Shaquille O'Neal, like, hey, there's another company that I'm sure would, would embrace him with open arms, but, you know, he understands the importance of AEW and the importance that AEW has with TNT. Let's not let's not mistake that. TNT is a major cable network, and right now AEW is one of the few things that are must-watch TV on that channel. It's good to know that there's some love there, and it's good to know that you're getting that type of attention. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I think it's it's a business and we're always pushing forward. And we're always trying to find ways to make people pay attention. Um, AEW in the very, very short time has made the world of professional wrestling pay attention, even in these crazy times that we exist in. Um, and, and our fan base, like you said, talking about the Saturday number, still staying strong where it was at, even though it's a, an odd night and an odd time and push back past the game and all that stuff. And they were still there. And, and I have to believe that what AEW is doing right now as the world moves forward as things kind of in whatever sense start to normalize AEW is only going to get stronger and bigger and better and like I said bringing in uh, somebody like Shaq who's working strongly with TNT and then what TNT is doing with us and moving forward the sky's the limit you know it's one of those things where AEW is already a true player in this business in a huge way and we're only going to get bigger we're only going to get stronger and only bigger and better things are coming and the biggest baddest son of a bitch the murderhawk monster is going to be taken over lance one of the things that we have been talking about over the past couple of weeks is because nxt and aew have been running unopposed them last mm -hmm. night you guys tonight and you had last saturday night uh i think it's a good opportunity for each company to be able to get viewers from the other companies to watch their product so if somebody was listening to busted open today who normally never watched aew who is a diehard nxt fan what would you say to them right now as to why they have to tune into aew tonight and check out your product uh, I would basically tell them, you know, if they're only watching the other product and they're not watching AEW, I dare them to tune in and not enjoy what they see. I dare them to tune in and not see some of the best tag team wrestling in the business today. I dare them to tune in and not enjoy the banter between MJF and, and John Moxley. I dare them to tune in and not fall in love with Orange Cassidy. I dare them to tune in and not be surprised at what the Murderhawk monster might do tonight on, on Dynamite. I dare them to tune in and say at the end of it that they didn't enjoy AEW because if they tell you they didn't like AEW, I tell them they're lying, just like Dave is about pineapple on pizza. That's, that's completely not true. Uh, September 5th coming up. It's only just a few days away. All out. Uh, at Daly's Place, available on pay-per-view, available on on Fight TV and uh, BR Live. So a lot of different places you can get all out coming up on September 5th. And a big card. And you talked about people taking notice. And Thunder Rosa, 
made a challenge for that AEW Women's Championship. And one thing I love about AEW right now is that you're seeing a lot of wrestlers from other organizations during this pandemic stepping forward and, and wanting to be a part of AEW. You saw it with Cody's TNT Open Challenges, which I thought was amazing. You know, we, Ricky Starks and Eddie Kingston. And now Thunder Rosa, you know, with that NWA Championship on Saturday making that challenge. I mean, that's one of the bright spots for sure for not only AEW Dynamite, but what we're going to see at All Out on September 5th. Yeah, I think it makes it fun. You know, that goes back to Bully's question of telling, asking people why they should tune into AEW. And that's another reason. You've got the NWA World's Women's Champion coming into AEW uh, and, and challenging for the AEW Women's Championship. And you're not seeing that anywhere else in the business right now. So to be able to see stuff like that and guys like Ricky Starks, who came in and absolutely killed it. And that, another Texas boy, Ricky Starks. Uh, Thunder Rosa, Texas girl, you know, so we got a lot of Texas represented in this company right now. Um, I think that's what makes it fun is that there's a huge fun mix. You never know who's going to show up. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what company might try to interfere in AEW's product and, and try to implement themselves and become a part of it and move forward in the business with us all together. And that's the cool part about it is AEW is a very open company to moving forward and changing wrestling as a whole. And it's not about just being in its own little pigeonhole all the time. It's about opening up. It's about expanding. It's about finding the best talent around the world, no matter where they're at and showing them to the world on AEW's product, AEW dynamite, uh, Saturday night, uh, at all out, you'll see a lot of cool things. Lance, Dave was uh, talking about the ratings a little earlier on. Um, speaking for the rest of the locker room, are you guys are as in tune with the rating every week? Do the boys talk about it? Obviously, Jericho has turned it around and made it part of his shtick. Are you guys really conscious about what you guys are doing and what the competition is doing? I think you have to be in this era of professional wrestling being that we're on TV and that's what kind of drives the business right now, especially right now, because there is no live audience. That's something you have to pay attention to. And luckily the demo God himself, you know, keeps us all abreast as to what's going on uh, and, and where we're at and what we're doing and how well we're actually doing. Um, but like I said, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely one of those things that's discussed. It's understood. Um, and everybody's looking at ways to even improve those ratings by, again, giving the fans new and cool things every single week, uh, new and cool people every single week. Um, and that's what keeps driving those ratings. I think that's what helped that Saturday rating stay so strong was because you never know exactly what you're going to tune in and see. Uh, you know the AEW roster, the main people that are going to be there, you know the main storylines, but there's always something that's happening that you're going, I had no idea that was going to happen. And that's what makes AEW so damn cool. You, you said that the demo God keeps you guys all informed. Am I <laughs> to think that, you know, that when you guys uh, see each other on Wednesdays or whenever you're taping that he actually calls the locker room together and says, hey, listen, this is what we did this week. And if perception is reality, our company beat a, you know, a, a WWE brand and we're only getting better every week. Are, are, is he taking on that kind of leadership role and keeping everybody informed? I think if you had your own personal conversation with him, yeah, absolutely. It's not a situation where I think we're not like all coming together and having a big meeting and going rah, 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 here we are and whatnot, because everybody's very focused on doing the very best they can at what they've got and what they have on the show. 
Um, like you said, if you need to speak to him or anybody that has that information, um, I, he'll absolutely let you know and keep you abreast of what's going on and, and what needs to be done. Um, and he absolutely is one of those locker room leaders when you start talking about it that way. You know, Lance, this is what upsets me is oh, come on the show. Here we go. And, and I, I, yeah. Now everybody's tweeting with their, you know, spaghetti pizza and, you know, uh, you know, Sam's pizza and subs, which has great pizza. They're, they're tweeting out their chicken parm pizza, knowing that you're on. So good. So good. Like, don't, like, Dave, don't, don't go to, don't go to Japan ever because you want, you'll, you'll lose your mind if you see what they put on pizza out there. Because it's not pizza. <laughs> you understand? Just because it has sauce and dough and cheese doesn't make it so. You, you, know, what, you know what one of my favorite things in Japan to eat is? What's that? Raw horse meat. And if I could put raw horse meat on a pepperoni pizza with some jalapenos and pineapple, I'd be in absolute heaven. Wait a second. Wait a second here. <laughs> you never ate horse? Lance Archer just said on a show I created, by the way. I'm a monster, bro. I'm a monster. I'll eat that he would put raw horse meat so on a pizza good, pie. It's so good. And he's like drooling while he's talking about it. On a show I created, I'm, by the way. Absolutely. You're welcome. Have you oh. ever eaten horse meat, Dave? I have never, I have never, not, not that I know of. There's been a lot of restaurants that I heard used horse meat, but I've never, no, I've never actually gone out and bought horse meat. All right. You ever been checking. off the East Coast? He hasn't been out of Jersey, this kid. Uh, that's what I'm saying, you know. I love Jersey. There's nothing wrong with Jersey. There's no reason to leave it. Lance, thank you so much again. Uh, as we said, September 5th, all out. Again, and AEW Dynamite tonight. That's right, tonight, Thursday night, night all to themselves. Watch AEW Dynamite. We're going to be talking about it on Busted Open. Lance, pizza aside, I love you, man. <laughs> Thank you for everything that you do. And maybe when this whole pandemic is over, you and I could sit down and have – I'll. this is what I'll do because maybe you don't get it where you are. I will get you – a real pizza pie with just sauce, cheese, and dough, and you're going to okay. love it so much that these days of putting all these shitty toppings will be in the past, and you will just eat regular pizza pie. <laughs> you're on, and then I'm going to get some pineapple and sprinkle it on there for you. Oh, you so... Look, Greg, are you going to buy? Are you going to buy? Yeah. What, for everyone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I am going to treat Lance to a pizza pie. Oh, okay, that works for me then. All right, I'm gonna hold, I'm gonna hold them to that. Maybe even maybe I'll even throw in a bottle of soda. Who knows? Oh we'll boy, see. big. Spin. We'll see if I'm still suffering from lack of funds or when this pandemic is over. Lance, thank you so much for the time again. AEW Dynamite tonight. You'll see Lance Archer tonight and Thursday night, and then back to their regular scheduled Wednesday nights. And again, September 5th, all out on pay per view. Lance, have a good one, my friend. Later, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.